Hello everyone and welcome to the 98th episode of Career Podcast. Today I'm joined with at Instagram Goblet Print. He's a visual development artist and character designer and I'm on a call with him from Tokyo, Japan. So with that quick introduction out of the way, could you please give us a little introduction on how you got into visual arts and design? Uh, well, I think like I mentioned before in our DMs, you know, it's not something that I do full time by any means, you know, um, I did it out of passion. So just always wanting to create characters and always being interested in, you know, games and comics and things like that. So that's, that was always the biggest draw is just that I loved it. Uh, now I'm at a point where, yeah, it's kind of turning turning around for me in, in terms of, uh, you know, making some money from it and stuff like that. But uh, still not something I do full time. But yeah. Awesome. And here's the thing that I kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, not just with you, a lot of artists I also heard, like, you know, when I message them and like, I get a couple of stuff, you know, usually when they try to explain that, you know, Oh, I don't do this full time. I'm not the profession industry professional, <laughs> or uh, like yeah. I think someone like I remember said, "No, I'm I'm just a Russian polygrapher. I'm a 55 year old Russian polygrapher. This is something I do understand." And to this day, I'm not sure if he was trolling or not, or trying to find an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like I swear that happened. Maybe maybe it's yeah. true. I don't know. But it's just weird. Like, if you're an artist, you're an artist. You know, that's simple as that. You don't have to be like an industry god or something, you know. Right. Like, you know, that kind of notion that's in, you know, people's mind. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, probably a lot of uh, pressure to be, you know, in this social media age to be, you know, better than the last post that you saw something like that you know so yeah that kind of makes sense when, when people uh you know get you know because a, a lot of people are just doing it for fun they never thought they could be considered you know a professional before and then people start asking the questions and then they're like no 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 don't i'm a fake i'm a fake don't talk to me <laughs> you know? so i can relate to that a bit yeah yeah that makes sense and um Actually, for anyone who's listening, please do let me know in the comments, like if you prefer, like which method of me speaking in the podcast you prefer. Do you like this kind of ASMR type-ish kind of slow talking? Um, which, to be honest, I kind of enjoy it. It's pretty chill. Like I, I don't have to put so much energy into my emotions. Like I just could be a zombie just reciting my notes. <laughs> uh, or do you just like the usual, like, you know, high, loud, energetic type of, you know, podcast. But do let me know that. And all right. Were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path? And what I mean by that is like when you were a teenager, I don't know, uh, by the way, I don't want to, you know, ask too much, you know, in case you're not comfortable, you know, talking about it. But, I mean, your job yeah, right now, I mean, in, when you were a teen, like, what was the plan? Like, you knew, like, you, as you said, you, you're not doing art full job, so I assume uh, you didn't go to, in college, you didn't study arts, right? Like, what happened? What, how did your journey right. turn into art later on? Uh, well... I had always had a knack for drawing growing up, but 
and I, and I had a, you know, probably a thousand ideas that I'm still working on now, you know, through high school and all that, but I never took it so seriously, I guess. Um, and I always thought, Oh, I'll get around to it in a way, you know, um, in high school, I probably got, I, I, I really got into film and that led me to majoring in film in college, which then led me to photography, which is, you know, more or less since Corona, my main gig right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I did, I did all kinds of, I was a, you know, in high school, I was a soccer player. I played soccer in college as well. Um, you know, I was way into music as well as I was writing music, all the, all these kinds of things. And I always put art on the back burner, like, Oh, I can do that on my own time whenever, you know, and then it started to creep on where I'm like, I'm not really progressing here (laughs) in this. I need to like, you know, start doing this every day. Um, that happened when I was probably 28 or so. And, uh, I just decided, okay, I gotta, I gotta, if I really want to, you know, turn these ideas in my, in my head into something, which I have a lot of, uh, then, you know, and the story ideas I have and all that stuff, then I got to get serious. So yeah, probably around 28, I was like, all right, I'm doing this every day, whether it's five minutes or not, you know, or five minutes or two hours or whatever, you know, as, as long as I do it every day. And that has panned out so far, but yeah, it's been that way for six, six years now. All right. Awesome. And, uh, well, speaking of your art that you've been doing for a good six years, as you said, what is your main branch of, you know, design that you're focusing on and tell us about your experience from the start of it till now. And what I mean by that, I mean, are you doing characters? Are you doing environment? Like what are you doing exactly? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, it always revolved around characters first. That's the most fun for me to draw for sure. Anyone who looks at my Instagram will notice that right away. Uh, you know, I've been working on my environments, trying to build that up as well. Uh, just cause, you know, I want to tell uh, s- stories and, and, uh, it's definitely a skill you need if you're going to, you know, do it on your own. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with characters, I think it's just uh, the characters help me kind of understand what kind of story I'm going to create for them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have I don't really have uh, like an idea of the character before I draw it, you know, you know what I mean? Like once I have him then I'm or her or whatever I'm I'm then I'm starting to see what it is they can be you know does that make sense yeah it does does okay <laughs> maybe yeah I mean I you know I draw a character and I and I had no I had no preconceptions of what this character was going to be before I did it you know I'm like I didn't say okay I'm going to draw a uh, a guy and this is his personality and all that stuff now i let the drawing kind of do that work for me you know once it's done you know through that process so 
Yeah, so in a nutshell, that's kind of your design process as well, right? Yeah. All yes. right. A lot, of, a lot of the characters you'd see on my page, a lot of them started in way different ways than you would imagine and ended up that way, you know, so a lot of it's happy accidents, you know. Mm. All right. And thank you so much because that that was actually you also answered the my next question as well about how does your design process usually go, you know, which, you know, you just did. All right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, well, the process, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I've been asked before, like, you know, what do you, what do you think about when you get in, you know, when you're designing a character and, you know, in the beginning, it's like, I don't think about anything. And then as I start to refine, I mean, this is probably, you know, something that most people do, but as you start to refine, I, I always, I'm always asking myself, why, why would he have that? Why would he do this? Or what, why would he have this badge here? What would that mean? You know, all these things, things I can't really explain on my Instagram unless I wanted to take the time to do so, but it helps me to kind of add this textural quality to these characters that, you know, even though they're, they're crazy looking, have some sort of, uh, reality to them and i just can't you know stop wondering how did you um took a course for drawing for coloring or do you had a mentor like when you started none of, none of the above yeah i th- i think uh if i'm yeah you know i let's I never, yeah, I never had any courses or I never, and I never had a mentor. I spent many years, I still am a part of like men's clothing world. So, um, before moving to Tokyo, I was in New York city for 10 years and I worked in men's like vintage Americana stuff like this. I worked for particular brands that specialize in this. And uh, I learned a lot there in terms of, I think I picked up a lot of skills there in terms of colors. And I was doing a lot of merchandising, you know, and uh, the balancing of shapes and colors uh, is very useful when you're merchandising stuff. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm dressing mannequins, I'm putting things on display in certain ways and, 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 you know, balancing the whole set, right? You're just building a set. And I kind of approach characters the same way. So that, that I think in its, I had no idea that I was going to end up in that world until I was in New York city. And it just, you know, one thing led to another, but, uh, it really, it, it had kind of a, an impact on me in terms of, you know, how I understand textures and, and all these kinds of things, volume, shape, and, and color. And I think it's had a, I think it's had a profound influence on how I design characters for sure. 
All right, awesome. And just before we move on any fur any further, I need to also mention that we are at episode ninety eight. We are so close to episode hundred, the end of season one of the podcast. And as I mentioned in the couple of episodes before, there's going to be um, probably a giveaway. You know, at episode hundred, I'll drop the details then. But um, yeah, by the way, just it's going to it's not going to be one of those cringy giveaways that pages put that oh tag five five of your friends and follow this thirty pages to enter the giveaway. No, it's not going to be like that. It's just going to be something for the <laughs> fans of the podcast, you know. And it's I probably just give away a course from you to me, you know. So stay tuned for that. You know, just want to you know mention it again. So you couldn't make me episode one hundred, huh? You had to put me at 98, huh? I'm sorry. It was the chronological, you know, timing, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I mean, episode 100 isn't that, ex- that, you know, even impressive, you know, like. Oh, yeah? What's What was your favorite episode then? What What's your number? In terms of number? Huh. <laughs> um... Yeah, I wanted to say it, but I quickly... Yeah, 66, yeah, yeah, 66, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, thank you. Thank, that's, that was a nice save, yeah. God damn it, we're, we're already telepathically aligned. I think you got my number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, now, I want to make a dumb joke, but it is, or no, never mind, it's kind of immature. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's... All right. We can yeah. continue, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. And all right, speaking of, you know, some of your works right now, I want to talk, ask you about, you know, some of your influences. I've seen a lot of Final Fantasy, a lot of anime stuff. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, I see a lot of cool shit, basically. And I wanted to ask you that, uh, what are you, first of all, I want to ask you, what are your favorite video games? Oof. Um... Well, I'm, as you can probably tell, I'm pretty big into RPGs, but uh, favorite video games. Let's see, I love Xenogears. It's the first game to come to mind. And I'm still surprised that I haven't done any fan art of that, but it, it'll come. Uh, Final Fantasy IX is one of my all-time favorite RPGs. I love the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Up to, I mean, five was really fun to play, but the story was terrible. Any, at any rate, everything before that was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, love Witcher. Um, see, the last game I played the hell out of was Ghost of Tsushima. That was a that was a that was a great game. Uh, but yeah, if we're if we're gonna talk like, I guess, PlayStation, PlayStation Two era, you know, Shadow of the Colossus, you know, um, what else I got over here? Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, one of my all-time favorite games. Um, yeah, it's a big it's a big list, but. Uh, I think I, I think I mentioned the heavy hitters. All right, awesome, man. For anyone who's listening and have never played any Final Fantasy game or you know any game in that genre for that matter, 
Um, yeah. If you would, you know, suggest a fine, like any one of the Final Fantasy games for someone to start with, mm. you know, which one would that be in your opinion? I'm kind of uh, asking this for myself say... as well. Okay. Have you never played the series? Never, but I have a friend that, you know, she's a freak about it. Final Fantasy series. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a freak about it. I do enjoy them, but I've I basically have not uh, enjoyed anything from 13 on. I think they've all been pretty bad. I mean, I dabbled in 14 online because I played 11 online for many years. I mean, I still have my character there, but uh, um, so those are the online ones are okay, but the uh, everything after 13 really 12 is really great but i wouldn't suggest you start there 12 is probably my second favorite nine i would say you could start with nine nine is nine and yes nine in many ways is the classic final fantasy experience um it's kind of what they you know did they did seven they did eight and these were like these modern fantasy styles and then what the whole appeal of nine was the the crystal comes back idea. You know, there was always a crystal in Final Fantasy up until seven. And uh, so th- anyway, nine is like, and I just suggested it to a friend of mine who is a big fan of like Chrono Cross and stuff. And uh, he said nine is one of the best RPGs he's ever played. So he hated seven. Yeah, he hated seven. I, I, seven is not. Even, I did some seven artwork, but it's not really my favorite Final Fantasy by any means. I just felt inspired to do them at that point. But yeah, nine, nine is a good good starting point, and you can get uh-huh. it on. I think you can get it on DS. You can play it at like double speed, all this stuff. So you know, on emulators. With, yeah, I mean, you you can you can fiddle with that. You're, you're dealing with the PlayStation One era. RPG, mm-hmm. so yeah, awesome. I'll definitely look into that. And I think there's another like Final Fantasy that's been re- that's been in works, like a HD remake, like one of the classic ones for the next year. So well, I know. yeah. Oh yeah, I think they're doing eight next. Yeah. Mm. And I think it could Which be a good gateway for people who've never played the genre to you know get into it because you know yeah. for well, a lot I mean, of people, the- yeah. Yeah, they did that for nine already, so it's it's there, and they did oh, it for really? twelve. Yeah, yeah, nine is nine has been HD redone like a few years ago, but and twelve, those are my two favorite out of the mainline series. All right, and um, the next question is not so you know technical in terms of art, but. It's, but it's an interesting question nonetheless, which is, have you ever used your dreams as inspiration for your works? My dreams? Yes, or stuff you see in your dreams. Uh, yeah, I have, but not for drawing, no. I've actually, I've actually you know, uh, there was a time in my life where I was writing a lot of music, so... I would often hear, I still do, and I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and like, you know, voice record what I heard in my dream and, uh, you know, 
put that into a song somehow later or something like that. But uh, since moving to Japan, I've been kind of limited on what I can do with music these days. Uh, I, I thought I'd be able to get all my music gear here, but it's more complicated. And so then I thought I'd buy it all again, but that's actually not possible either. So <laughs> at any rate, <clears throat> I plan to get back to it someday. But for art, no. Um, though I do have some very visually stimulating dreams they're very tiring basically um but i never yeah i never thought of that actually maybe i'll try and be more aware of it next time yeah i mean so i'm not crazy because i swear sometimes when i wake up from some of my dreams i remember certain melodies yeah for sure it's weird because like in your dreams you don't hear stuff it's like you like your, your brain is such a fascinating thing in our brains like how it translates you know visual cues or brain like electrical impulses in our brain like yeah, into melodies we can understand and comprehend you know yeah. like you don't hear it you just wake up and you're like oh it's like something like that you know <laughs> yeah yeah but you, yeah, that's I always I always try to record it as quickly as I can. You yeah, know, just make I'm the sure noise of the tempos. It. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, and well, let's jump into an interesting question, which is: Who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? Uh Well, I would say in the realm that I'm that I'm operating in now is, uh, is more like, and he's gone. See you later. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I was just turning on my, you know, AC. Sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, I've been really inspired by a lot of the old, I, I don't know what to call it. Cause I'm really not an aficionado about manga or anything. There are a few mangas that I love, but I, I'm not like, you know, I don't got hordes of books or anything. Um, so recently I'm really inspired by kind of the older works. What I, in my head, I, I call them classical, but I, I don't know if I'm right about that at all. But guys like Go Nagai, if you know Go Nagai, the devil man guy, um, He's, he's, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of like that old vibe that he, that, that era has, you know, the way they drew characters then. And everyone's a little exaggerated, but cool and crazy eyes. And, um, let's see the, you know, Kentaro Miura, of course, he's, he's the only, uh, Berserk was probably the first manga I ever purchased when I was in middle school and it was the only one I ever collected outside of, uh, uh, Mugen no Junin, if you know what that one is, it's, uh, it's called blade of the immortal in English. And it's just a samurai story, but the artist of that is a uh, Hiroaki Samura is, uh, a really talented guy. Really. I really wanted to emulate his work early on, uh, growing up. So he was a big inspiration. Mira is just such a technical artist that I, you know, just, you just look at his pages with awe, you know, um, how did, how do you even 
find the time for it, you know, things like that. Um, you know, Yoshitaka Amano, of course, the Final Fantasy, you know, one of the big Final Fantasy artists. He's always a huge inspiration to me. I think a lot of people have said that about my work, you know, through comments and stuff. A lot of people see the Amano influence. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a big part of it. Um, even though I, I mean, I, I can kind of see what people mean, but, uh, man, I just, to, for people to even see that, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't know I was emulating him so well, but yeah, sure. If you guys think so. Um, so yeah, those are some of the, the main guys I go to. Um, there's more, of course. Uh, what's the guy's name that does the gun that did the original Gundam? I really like his stuff. Yeah, a lot of artists usually remember their you know favorite artists. You know, they follow by their artworks, not necessarily the names. You know. Yeah, I do. I do know his names. Like it's yes, yes, you he yes. I won't. I won't butcher it. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's all. Uh, that, it's Yoshiyuki Tomino. Tomino, yeah. Tomino. Yeah, I just googled it. And and uh, uh, if we're you know that's like you know comic ma- manga like character artists. If you wanna you wanna talk more classical art, I guess you know I love you know Sargent and Goya and. Uh, uh, JMW Turner, stuff like that. So yeah. All right, and um, I'm actually I know like this is kind of like an annoying question that all artists get at some point, but like you want me to draw a picture of you? No, 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 no <laughs> not that. No, Jesus, not that. <laughs> Uh, that part of it is the annoying part but the question I'm asking is right now what technologies and softwares do you mostly use for your works I mean by technologies I mean hardware and the annoying part of it is um, what brush set do you use you know because I know that a lot of artists say that question (laughs) what what brushes oh yeah Um, well I'm not such an artist yet that people I mean some people have asked me but so I'm not weary to this question yet. Um, yeah, I, I, I made the transition to iPad uh, two years ago, I guess. And that is, yeah, it's kind of changed the game for me um, because of my lifestyle. So uh, it's super convenient to be drawing anywhere I go. Um, so I use Procreate on iPad. I have an iPad Pro, little 11 inch. And uh, the brushes, I I don't have any custom brushes. I use all the stock brushes that they have. The pencil, the HP pencil, I use all the time. And yeah, basic paint, (laughs) you know, like really, really nothing special. as you know, it's 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 not really the tool; it's how you use it, I guess. But all right. And what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project is it? I mean, if, of course, I mean, if it's something that's 
doesn't, you know, have an NDA on it, but he can talk about it. Uh, yeah, I do have a couple things, uh, a couple projects I'm working on with people. Uh, nothing like, I don't want to talk about them specifically, but you know, they're just what I do characters. So, um, Outside of that, I'm just uh, I'm actually working on more like Gundam stuff because I just started re- rewatching Gundam Wing and got all into it again. So um, yeah, I'm trying to put together a little bit more Gundam work, just cause why not? Uh, but yeah, I, I am working on some projects just doing characters for people or drawing their already made character for promotion purposes and stuff like that you know it's like you know toys or uh uh some movie stuff or you know stuff like that that i'm i'm like uh i guess just filling in the gaps for some projects yeah all right awesome and what area beside the area you're working on right now, which is art and photography, as you said, would you be interested to explore and learn in the future, given if you had like, you know, enough extra time and energy and, you know, like basically it's a hypothetical question, like everything was set, you know? And yeah. actually, let me change that question a bit, like not just learning anything, like what would you do? You know, it could be anything, by the way. You don't have to think about money, t- extra time or anything. And it could be completely non-art related, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I could do anything all the time, I'd probably be back to making music. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, all, all these things that I do, I feel like they're all going to connect some way or another eventually. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, yeah, I'm into photography, but I also went to school for film. So I've got that kind of thing. Now I'm doing the art part of that drawing and creating characters. Yeah, maybe I make the soundtrack too someday, you know, stuff like that. So if I had all the time in the world, it would be all of those things coalescing all the time. Uh, and I know, I know there's some people out there like that, you know, where, you know, you can't, if you can't draw today, then they just pick up their guitar, you know, if they can't do that today, they do the, the next thing. So that's kind of how it's always been for me, actually, like uh, through my, you know, just growing up and um, yeah, all the time in the world, I would have a giant studio where I could do all those things all the time. Awesome. All the time, all yeah. the money. Yeah. 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 I think that's kind of like pretty similar to a lot of people's like, you know, end goal of what I want to have like yeah. for example for me personally i would love to you know have that studio have my own workstations just set ready like you know those cool high tech those streamer setups you know yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 i i i can remember a time i mean it's not like that but i uh in new york i also worked in coffee quite a while and this was, this was before I started drawing seriously and everything, but uh, I can remember this woman came in with her iPad and her boyfriend. She just sat down and she was just drawing on her iPad. And uh, I'm sitting behind the counter and I'm just like, man, that 
I need to do that. <laughs> you know, like I wish I had that set up. How do I, it felt so far away at that moment. I was like, I don't know how, I don't even know how to use things digitally at that time. I was like, I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, so, but yeah, it's kind of the same, kind of the same idea. Like you see these, these, these streamers, they've got the perfect camera set up, they're lighting, you know, they got all this light going on and they're drawing their, let me show you how to draw this, you know, landscape. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to do anything like that, but I, I I understand what you're where you're coming from there. Now here's the thing. Before I move on to you know the next question, there's like a great opportunity for me to ask you some interesting stuff, and I just you know realized how's life been in Japan? L- life is pretty good in Japan. I've liked living here. I mean. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, roadblocks being a foreigner. So, I mean, man, to get here, though, wow. Uh, it was uh, quite the experience and not an easy one. So, yeah. But after I got through all that, um, you know, it took me, took me two years to actually get the visa that I wanted here. And... That was, you know, in part because of the people that were sponsoring me, but also because at one point my college was like, you don't have a college degree. Uh, you know, there was all kinds of confusion. Everything just, you know, I I ended up, you know, sleeping on couches for seven months in New York City while I'm paying rent in Tokyo. Um did that for two years or so, like seven months. And then I'd, I'd go back to Tokyo for three months and I'd have to leave again because I'm on a tourist visa. So then I'd go to Thailand and then, you know, then I'd go back to Tokyo and then I'd have to go back to New York again and, and uh, stay there for a number of months again. Like I would just save up a bunch of money working in Tokyo, go back, find another job in, in New York, continue paying rent in Tokyo while I lived off the grace of my friends in New York, you know, to couch hop, basically couch surf everywhere. Um, so I literally did that for two years, all kinds of hangups. Um, finally get the visa to come back here. And, uh, I was, I was terribly sick. Actually. I, I had the flu on my way back. I was sick for a week Two days later, I get tonsillitis. Uh, or after after I finished the flu, I went back to work for two days. Went home early the second day because then I had tonsillitis for another week. <laughs> and then they knock on my door, the landlord, and they're like, "You got to move because we're destroying the building." <laughs> so <laughs> that was my welcome back after two years of grinding to 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 get over here. So. Um, and they do that a lot in Japan where they just, they just demolish buildings all the time and, and rebuild on top of them, something brand new. They, they're always doing that. So that's pretty common, but it was just really bad timing. Um, and, uh, but yeah, anyway, once I got through all that kind of got a little bit more settled, uh, then Corona happened and, uh, then everything went back to a little bit, little grindy again, but yeah, overall, a good it's you know it's been a good place for me for sure yeah i mean 
you said like you know in the dms that you're from japan i was like uh, first of all my first thought oh i finally got a japanese guest you know and i could complete my collection of people i had from all over the world but I, but you're still count as japanese to me so don't take that away from me i want to have that achievement you know i'm okay like, well, I, I won't, xbox I won't achievement you know people you said that yeah Oh, oh yes, you're right. They get pissed off so much with those stuff. And the second thing <laughs> no, is I don't, that I don't know if they will. And the second thing is that you know, I didn't expect your house to actually look traditionally Japanese, like from the walls, the door, like yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is a looks nice, fairly old place. Well, thank you. Yes, I mm. I tried to make a space for myself. No, uh, it's it is an old place. It's from the '80s, so yeah, the walls are not as thin as yours, I guess, but thin. And uh, yeah, it's tiny, but gets the job done. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, tiny places. It's have... not like traditional. I just had the sliding door. That's yeah, probably yeah. it, really. Yeah, I mean, tiny places have their benefits and advantage like you know disadvantages but i mean the main disadvantages i guess when you want to dry off clothes i don't know if you have a different i i don't know if you have a balcony or a different place for you know drying clothes off or or yeah. your kitchen is yeah, outside can... your kitchen is also <laughs> outside right no it's in the same no place. it's not my my washing machine is but it's not a big deal Oh, uh, yeah, the kitchen, yeah, the kitchen and everything is all inside, and I do have a little balcony I can hang stuff. Yeah, yeah, that that's awesome. Um, the place I am, everything is inside in the same place, and the bad thing is that in summer, in the heat of summer, I can't really cook, or <laughs> mm. I I can mm. only wash yeah. my clothes with the washing machine like every three four days because it takes so much it takes so long to dry off and i don't even have a balcony that's why everything dries off inside so yeah uh, but, right. but fortunately right, right, things right. are you know the weather is getting colder you know the, the the hell part of the year is getting over but actually from winters is pretty dope because you know you just turn off your heater and boom you're quickly heated up you know And yeah, I mean exactly. That I I lived in a the the place that was destroyed. I I lived in a much bigger place before this one. And the the biggest problem with that big place was that it was so hard to heat and cool and uh it was, and it was also very old, so it it did have some stenches coming from the pipes and stuff. So once I got this smaller place, yeah. It's it, it it is smaller, but it's a little it's much more comfortable in terms of temperature and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And well, with everything that's been said and done, to conclude what we discussed, give us a roadmap for someone who is zero in visual arts and wants to get to the place you are in when it comes to you know illustrator illustration skill set. Like what I mean by that is for someone who is here at zero, with zero experience with visual arts, but just has an interest and wants to get here to be able to draw stuff the way you draw, you know, and get to that level. What major steps do you think should they take? Major steps. Uh, well, drawing every day. I mean, these are, these are something anyone would say, but 
uh, yeah, drawing every day and studying artists you like, you know. Um, you know, have pages done where you're where you've you know if you if you like Kentaro Miura, draw a whole page of Kentaro Miura. You know, you're gonna pick up you're gonna unlock his secrets by doing that. Um, more so than than just like admiring it from afar and then trying to draw it without actually drawing what he drew himself. You know, so. Uh, to get where I am, well, I'm not that far up, so it won't be too hard. Hey, get an iPad, draw every day. You know, you might, you, you can, you can, you can, you can be on the episode 198. You know, maybe. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, yeah, yeah. anything's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's kind of a tough question because I, I, I don't know where I am necessarily. I just. Uh, I, uh, uh, people, people like my stuff, but that I do, I do put, you know, that's, that's it. That's an everyday effort. You just, ha- it just has to be, you know? Mm. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Pretty yeah. much straightforward. And well, we've reached the final segment of the podcast, which is called final words. And all right, let me say it this way. For anyone who is listening to the podcast in the future, like any time in the future, it could be um, like two weeks later, a week later, two years later, 20 years later, right? Any time in the future that they might watch this episode and they've reached this point of the podcast, all right? Um, you Perhaps have they this... went back in time. What? 30 years later, we uh-huh. developed time travel and... Mm. Uh, no, this doesn't work because they could just find it on the internet. You need to edit this out of the of the video. <laughs> What's happening? I, I don't get it. It's Never fine. fine. I, was, I, no, I was just trying to make a very stupid joke. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, okay. fine. it's fine. It's fine. And I kind of yeah. couldn't get it. I, and I didn't understand it, so it's fine, you know. And all right. So <laughs> what I mean by that is you have a window of opportunity right now, all right, to leave a message from a human message it could be something not related as well you know from yourself to them you know it could be anything what would that be oh you're asking me okay yeah sorry i thought i thought you were referring to the people watching the podcast in the future again no 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 no, no. Uh, i'm sorry okay so if i'm gonna leave a message with people what would I say? Sorry, that's the that's the question, right? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, how about this? Uh, never give up. Be tenacious. Uh, I wouldn't be here, like literally, physically here, if I just decided to. You know, in that two-year grind of trying to get to Japan, anyone else I know in that situation, anyone else I've talked to in terms of getting a visa and stuff, any foreigner I've talked to, uh, no one went through that. (laughs) No one I know went through that. They came over here, 
with things set up for them, they got a teaching teaching thing who, you know, they set up the apartment, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I rolled the dice. I, I, I winged it. I got, I was going off of someone's word. A man who owns a brand was like, I'll take you to Japan. And I was like, okay, no, no paperwork, nothing. He just, you know, he, he took a liking to me and he, I met him in New York and, uh, uh, yeah, I took him up on it a couple of years later and, you know, went through a nightmarish scenario to, to end up here, but I didn't give up. I think that's one thing that I have, uh, is that I'm not, I'm not the type to kind of sway in the wind in terms of what it is I want to achieve. I'm very, uh, steadfast, I guess, in terms of where I want to go. It may not look like that from the outside sometimes or whatever. People who know me, like, understand that, you know, I do what I do and I don't let anyone get in my way in that sense, you know. So just be, you know, persistent, tenacious, never give up, whatever it is. That's worked for me. All right. Awesome. That's actually a good note to end this episode on. Well, that's, that was actually a really nice message. And well, with that out of the way, thank you so much for coming by for this episode. And sure. by the way, where can people contact you if they had a question? Is your Instagram okay? Yeah, Instagram is fine. Yeah, I'll put that in the captions as well. Well, thanks again for coming by. And thank you to anyone who tuned in and listened to this episode, whether on audio platforms or YouTube. Um, Please do let me know in the comments or during CastBox, YouTube, Instagram, if you had any suggestions or critiques or, you know, just anything, you know, I'll, I'll read all of them. And, well, that's it. Take care, everyone. See you next episode. Bye.